Thank you for joining us for another episode of Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Now, unfortunately, in in always shocking news, uh, as I say, remain seated or sit down if you aren't already. Professor Oak is unable to join us. Um, this time he has gotten lost in Lumio City. And let me just say, that makes sense. Because Fair. not only is Lumio City giant, which we will get into, but for some reason when you're walking around, your eyeballs start spinning in your head and perspective makes no sense. And you're just looking at walls and you can't see walls and... It's a lot going on. So you know what, Oak? For once, I don't blame you. Uh, he's got... Try to I make think, it out. I think he's had fairly relevant and legitimate reasons for missing their recording sessions this time. So like, far, yes. Yeah. Do you know... Can you use an escape rope to escape Lumios? Because if no. not, that is a... No, no. It's only oh. in caves. So, Then no, yeah, somebody's never going to make it out. Mm-mm. Somebody's going to never get out alive now. Um, <laughs> last we left our trainers, we were just about to enter Lumio. So we'll talk about all the wonderful and confusing parts of Lumios in just a second. But first, let's do a team check-in. How is Ophio's squad looking? Ophio's squad is in good shape, especially I'm looking ahead to Bugis's squad. Um, they're about on par with each other. So um, starting us off, she's got Snikey. God, I'm never going to get that right. It's Snakey, the Snivy, at level 10. At this point, <laughs> when you get to the – there's a name raider here. I think you just got to change the name to Snikey. Just and make just, it Snikey, yeah. Embrace it. <laughs> like like I'm saying, it's Snakey, but, like, with a really horrendous, like, nasally accent. Snikey. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, who else we got? We have Danger Noodle, the Ekans, at level 10. <laughs> Iconic, a classic. We love Ekans. Um, Rock Snake, the Onyx at level 11. Um, Athena, the Milotic at level 10. Steve, the Tynamo at level 10. And Teeny, the Dratini at level 10. Let me tell you, those last three, woof. Shauna really got her workout, her steps in, in St. Saloon Forest last week, helping uh, Ophio get those levels up because that was rough, let me tell you. Oh, no, I, I will say Danger Noodle will never not be funny. I think that is just a, every every time it is read, I think I'll enjoy hearing hearing Danger Noodle. That is just that is just a all time wonderful name. Now, uh, with Boo just or sorry with Boo, just a squad or Boo, uh, Boo still has Swiper the Fennekin at level eleven now. Heimlich the Scatterbug at level ten, and there was a circle back. So obviously. The scariest of the scary we got here. We got Swiper the Fox haunting children from the time that they can first get their first memories. We got Heimlich the Caterpillar into a butterfly that eats his friends and laughs about it. And now there's a Bunnelby on the squad. I mentioned some frustration with Boo last time. Circled back, caught a Bunnelby, and named it Bugs Bunny. Because as the great uh, and knowledgeable cast from Supernatural said, when he heard of Bugs Bunny, it gives off some sort of insect-rabbit hybrid that is there to haunt the dreams and nightmares of children everywhere. So just think like like an like a an eldritch horror of some kind. Like it looks like a bunny then bam its face opens and it's a, it's got like an insect mouth like a a demogorgon of some sort just that that that's what I picture what? when I think of Bugs Bunny. Where did that come I mean I guess you just said where that came from which is uh super nad but um yeah my all-time favorite line in Supernat, when Cass was just like, when they were just like, oh, like Bugs Bunny, he's just like, is this some sort of insect-rabbit hybrid? I was like, yes. That's- oh, my gosh, Bugs. Wow. I yes. did not even put that together. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, is okay, we know that Boo is, like, legitimately frightened of Heimlich and Swiper. Is he legitimately frightened of Bugs Bunny, or is that more of just, like, a, a cute nod to Cass? I think he thinks he's adorable, but at the same time, he seems terrified that Cass might be right, and at any given moment, its face will open up into some sort of insect horror. Okay, yep, that's fair. So, like, respect. Exactly. It's one of those things, like, he's super nice to Bugs Bunny, he's, like, super sweet, and is literally at all times afraid to say anything wrong, or even, like, accidentally step on his foot or something, because he thinks, like, just mouth open, like, tentacles, <laughs> like, whatever a bug, yeah. <laughs> It, like pincers coming out he thinks it's about to go down so he's always on edge and respectful around bugs bunny i guess at least he's not like 
literally frightened every time he comes out That's the way true. that he is with the other two. So, like, that is I'm very not true. sure a- if this is actually progress, but it, it might be. <laughs> it is a much less visceral reaction, so that that is a positive. He's moving in the right direction there. Um, <laughs> and Bugs Bunny is at level five, just freshly caught, uh, but was able to get one added once him and I both found out the route that it was supposed to be caught on and not where we were trying to catch it and <laughs> running in circles for no reason. Now, let's get into Lumios, and this is going to be a whole thing. Lumio City is by far the most like confusing, massive, just over-the-top city slash town that we've been to so far um also my favorite hands down no questions asked like the best best place in the pokeverse for sure love it i don't i'm sorry so (laughs) it's just it's like there's so many things it's one of those things it's so overwhelming and at least when we went at least i think there's some sort of power outage or something so a lot of the streets were closed down and you couldn't visit everywhere which was like the only saving grace because otherwise there's like endless shops endless people endless things to do and i'm I'm incredibly OCD, and when I get into these towns, typically, Boo is kind of like, go with the flow. But if I don't walk into every shop, I have, like, this nagging pain in my chest of, like, there was something I didn't walk into. I need to, like, so there's just so many things to walk into. And Boo's sitting there looking at me like, I'm crazy. Because I'm like, okay, let's go over here real quick. (laughs) Let's go over here. Just, like, running in circles. Way too much was going on, and it was, like, very over, over overstimulating. Like, so many, yeah, it was very much like a... I want to sit down in, like, one of the hotels and, and take a break. There's a, just a lot going on. Ophio and I also, I mean, we'll we'll talk about the, the sights and the sounds of Lumios here in a bit. But, like, <laughs> yes. we did a um, cafe assessment. So we went to all the cafes and had a coffee Ooh. and a croissant at each one to decide which one we liked the best. So, like, I was very Naturally. happy and very caffeinated after that. <laughs> Makes sense. I will say it was very pretty. Um, so the other thing about Lumios that I wanted to point out was the fact it has this weird, like, I think because it's so large and it's kind of a big circle, it has mm-hmm. this, like, distortion on time and space that when you run around, normally when you're running, you look in front of you. Normally, like, you have this, like, out-of-body experience running around Lumios where, like, well, there's it looks just like you're, like, so spinning around see. yourself. Yeah, there's so much to see. So, like, your frame of perspective is, like, constantly shifting around you. Yes. Yeah, it was dizzying. I mean... It was <laughs> gravity itself was shifted, and it was bending light because of how big the city was. And now for a quick word from our sponsors. Hello, we have a public service announcement for Lumio City. Now the taxis are finally opening back up, so you don't need to walk around and tie your legs out in this beautiful city you can get a ride of wherever it is you're going whether it's a cafe a cafe or maybe another cafe now finding us is super easy all you do when you enter the city is immediately turn to your left and pass seven cafes after the seven cafe you're going to make a right pass another 12 cafes after that 12 cafe then you're going to make another left and you're there's a line of streets there it's pretty easy to see there's only like 72 cafes on that street after the 32nd cafe right in between 32 and 33 so that's going to be shutterbug cafe and cafe lana you will see our building right there it's super easy to find take advantage and explore all the cafes this city has to offer fuck down of cafes now back to our show Thankfully, Professor Sycamore's lab is not super far away from the entrance. We were able to kind of get there relatively quick. Um, didn't get too lost before getting there. And in, in, in the professor's lab, there's some techs that are giving away luxury balls. You can get ball swipe. They're very generous. This city in general, they give away a lot of shit. Just like random, you go up to anybody, you walk into anybody's, any stranger's house, there's probably a decent chance they're just going to hand you something. So like that was, I mean, yeah, it's that like was cool. Full of rich people. <laughs> Who yeah. questionably, I mean, don't seem to have jobs and yet, like, live comfortably in this, like, metropolitan city. So, like, I, I yeah. want to be a, a Colossian in Lumio City. Um, also, I want to say false swipe at this point just after getting your first gym badge and in a region where you are able to reuse TMs. Man, so mm. clutch. Like, this is, yes. I mean... I guess it doesn't help Ophio at all because she's already got her team set. But, I mean, boo, this is, like, a great deal. Yeah, it's, like, a guaranteed way to basically catch, especially with 
how easy it is in this this region the way uh the experience share license works yeah your pokemon are probably going to be pretty strong and so it's a great way to just guarantee be able to catch really whatever you're looking for so it's really nice to get all that and the generosity doesn't stop there so we get onto the third floor and there's professor sycamore and he is checking out the pokedexes making sure everything's good um shauna serena and Caleb are there it's just this whole everybody's just hanging out now uh sycamore requests a battle and then kind of like preempts it with like by the way i'm not good at this which was interesting yeah, right. <laughs> yeah typically that's what someone says before they kick your ass but he actually wasn't good at this uh surprisingly so um it was he had a bulbasaur a charmander and a squirtle that were all i think like level 10 so not like super over leveled at the time but it was like a good mix of types now i was hyped obviously as people who have been around to all the different regions you know bulbasaur squirtle and charmander are iconic those are like the most iconic pokemon possible so it was really exciting to see them but the fun didn't stop there because after the battle's over he's just like you know what y'all can take him and just starts handing out these pokemon to all the little kids and then also with a mega evolution stone that's relevant to each one so this was exciting did did uh ophio end up taking one um yeah i'm really surprised actually that you say that Boo didn't have any issues in this battle because Ovio kind of did not in the sense like she didn't lose it wasn't like a struggle or anything but it was not a cakewalk I think mostly because her team is weird types and she, like most of them are not super useful right now um but yeah just like want to caveat that statement of yours because like it was not very straightforward for for Ovio so I will say that at the time of battle, Boo's Pokemon were not the check-in levels. Mm. When he went back to catch bugs kind of in the gap, they did train them up a little bit. So I think, I want to say Swiper and Heimlich were probably closer to 14 or 15. Um, and oh. Bug was like 7 or 8. So okay. there was yeah. a, a level gap there because running, really running all the way back to catch and then running all the way forward was enough to... Cause plus there were some trainers in between where we last left them in Lumios that were yeah. able to to get a little bit of a gap. So that made it a little bit easier, but, um, okay. Yeah, so spoiler Ophio alert. had Pokemon that were literally the same level. They were all level 10 and you just basically lied about booze check-in levels. <laughs> well, there was a little I bit of gap. I don't know why you put those there. Like, well, why did technically, you say 10 and 11 if not 14 and 15? Well, because technically there were 11 and 10 and then Bugs Bunny was five, but I trained, there was a training period in between like, where I consider the beginning of this correspondence and when we actually went in the city. Does that make sense? So like, the end of it last episode... It does make sense, and I disagree, yeah. but... Because <laughs> the... Uh, hold on, hold on. Because the end of last episode, they were at 11.10 and then 5, technically, because it was just caught. So this was, like, the check-in from the point of the end of last episode to the start of this one, basically. Okay. I guess. But, um, <laughs> either way, spoiler alert, uh, Vivamon, the butterfly fucking yeah. tank oh that yeah just vivian is amazing everything yes. out oh my god heimlich mm-hmm. is literally so one interesting thing and we're, this is kind of getting into the battling in general but specific specifically for this one because of again the experience share license you can end up having kind of a star pokemon on a team so you'll notice a lot of trainers yeah. that have one that is like their star with supporting members as opposed to in other regions you typically have to have different pokemon like a more even distribution of levels yeah yeah so for a huge chunk of this to my surprise for boo that star has been heimlich heimlich has been just kicking ass and it feels like a lot of early game bug pokemon it's the opposite where you kind of just drag them along until the point where they're like so yeah i mean butterfree i feel like is decent up until like around level like 25 but that's only because butterfree gets a psychic type move which is, like, mm. not the norm. Like, I don't think that that justifies bug types in general up to that point. Yeah. So, yeah, no. this early Agreed. on, Agreed. it's, it's yeah, very uncommon. Um, but back to the question at hand. Um, Ophio did uh, accept a Bulbasaur because it looks like it's got snakes coming out of its back <laughs> with the little hey. vines. I so like I don't think she's planning on using him, but um, she does have one. So in the case that she does, uh, she named it Nope Rope. <laughs> <laughs> so not a true, not a true snake, but but snake adjacent. <laughs> Honestly, I think just because of the name Nope Rope, you have to now make Opio <laughs> use that because that is better than 
like straight up better than danger noodle i think nope rope is now what i will exclusively refer to snakes as in my everyday life like the, oh it's a nope rope over there um well but i don't think that um maybe i'm wrong but i don't think ivysaur and venusaur have the vines coming off of their backs i think it's just it's just bulbasaur isn't it or am i like oh. completely wrong well, I think they all use Vine Whip the same way, so I think they get the vines that come out. But yeah, I don't know if they have, like, permanently... They're not as visible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Venusaur does not have it just straight chilling. Ooh, Gigantamax Venusaur does, but that's not Ooh. where we are right now. Um, ah. And Ivysaur does not, so we're sticking oh, with okay. Bulbasaur. Boo also got very excited and scared about one of the pokemon um and obviously it's a menacing terror of a pokemon so it should be no surprise that boo saw squirtle and started shaking in his little boots because squirtle has a dashing resemblance to one of the primary villains of boo's childhood and one of the most iconic just like almost like the boogeyman for like everybody has like you know there's yeah. the, the babadook and all that um, Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is that for Boo. Why? Um, Leonardo is the blue turtle, with just like Squirtle, and he has a fucking ninja sword. And if you think about it, the, the fact that there is way scarier. The what? The nunchucks. Whichever one has the nunchucks. nunchucks Michelangelo. Way scarier than a sword. What's a sword? A sword is nothing. Nunchucks I, I, are scary. <laughs> I disagree with Boo on this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Each their own. But the thought of having a mutant ninja turtle. So it's not just like turtles living underground. If there's like a turtle society underground, look, kind of sketchy. Like already that's like, okay, that's a little weird. There's an underground society of turtles. Now add into the fact that they're mutant turtles. So it's like, oh, now, oh shit. Now you got mutant turtles living underground. Like <laughs> what's going to happen? Throw in the fact that they're fucking ninjas and have weapons. So that's and the just most like, terrifying of all, that they're teenagers. And they're teenagers. <laughs> it's the like, most terrifying things all in one. And Boo just, every time he, or Boo, sorry, every time Boo walks by any sort of like sewer grate or like one of those little drain pipes, it's almost yeah. like from like some people watch It and they always think that like Pennywise is going to be coming. That's how Boo is, except with Mutant Ninja Turtles. He thinks so that at any given point in time, Leonardo is just going to, just shank him with the sword from a oh from God. a sewer grate. So um, he's very much afraid of Squirtle, but because Squirtle has no weapons, we're trying to like he he's still sketched out. I think Boo thinks that like Squirtle's hiding weapons in his shell. So <laughs> he might be based on the Squirtle Squad. <laughs> yeah, so you never know. So we're trying to make them friends over time, but he's still afraid that at any given point, um, to quote Boo, that Squirtle is going to cut his ass. So we need to uh, hope for the best and hope they they, they strengthen their bond. But yeah, uh, Leonardo is there to haunt his his dreams for right now. How are Leonardo and Swiper getting along? Because like Squirtle's an OG starter. It's a water type. Mm. Fennekin's the new kid on the block. It's a fire type. Like I gotta imagine there's some like inter-team like tension happening there. Or maybe not. So honestly... Boo, hopefully boo's not listening all these pokemon are in reality fucking adorable so they just like act like they just like roll on the ground and like cuddle and do all the most like adorable little pokemon things and it's one of those things where it's like what is actually happening versus how it's perceived and it's like if anyone else looks at it you'll see a little squirtle hugging a little fennekin and everything but in boo's eyes it's just like a monster turtle giving him a death stare right next to this fox that's like plotting his demise and is secretly <laughs> going to steal everything he's ever loved and then like kill him in his sleep and then there's this little rabbit hopping around that you never know when the bug face is going to come out it's a lot going on for him but as for from my perspective these pokemon are all adorable and they seem to love each other so uh oh all right yeah. well they i'm get along. glad that there aren't any like actual real tensions and it's all in Buddhist's head but like also, we definitely need to get this kid into therapy. <laughs> yeah, boo, boo. You need to. You need some help. But it's cool. He's facing his fears. Remember, isn't that what we said last time? Like, find the things you're most afraid of and just fucking run face first into them. That's not, exactly nope, what everyone's that. ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, thank you, Professor Sycamore, for sharing these classic Pokemon with everyone. That was super exciting. Um, and basically, he wants to 
get them to find out more about these mega evolutions. He's like giving the stones away to give you like your first step and is like go into town, run wild. That this is what I'm giving you in return. I want some information on this mega evolution stuff. And honestly, not a bad deal. Normally I feel like they just throw you like a handful of pokeballs or something and it's like go do my work for me. They ju- he just gave away a, a whole like classic pokemon collection. So that's pretty cool. I guess that's true, but also like this is a professional researcher who's like my whole field of expertise is mega evolution and actually i don't know anything about it so why don't you go do my research for me tell me what you find and then i'll claim credit for it as you know the mega evolution expert i was like extremely not into this but wait i I did forget that is his whole claim wait so this this man has a whole living on being the expert and knows literally nothing about it yes exactly And, like, is getting our training. knows that it exists. Like, so much. He knows so little about it that he gives away Megastones and is like, I don't fucking know what to do with these. Like, good luck, kids. Like, maybe you could figure it out. I, I don't know. It was like, yeah, not a good look. Honestly, between Wait. Dexio and Cinna, like, stealing our whole vibe and Professor Sycamore being like, lol, actually, I don't know anything. Like, I do not have a very good opinion of... The, the squad here like yes professor sycamore is like the hottest professor on the planet but he's also dumb <laughs> i was just about to say when you say dumb sycamore is giving me some elon musk vibes in the like oh! i'm an expert at this but knows literally literally nothing i know absolutely nothing but i, I don't claim say to be that the expert. name around me oh let no i can't talk about this let's move on <laughs> <laughs> sorry you said the word dumb to me there it's like a there's there's synonyms yeah they, they, they just Puke. word association now um back in the lobby of the lab Asina is talking to some man with very interesting red hair um named lissandre uh i think that's how you say his name i say lysander <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's lysander <laughs> You couldn't say them, dude. Lysander or Lysandre. That is a, that one I'm actually in, intrigued Lysandre. by. No, I'm pretty sure in the biography of Ash Ketchum's life, it's Lysander because he's met him as well. Lysandre. Wow. Okay, well, <laughs> I like Lysandre. I think that's a cool name. Lysandre Las Casas. <laughs> <laughs> that's his full name. <laughs> We need to stop making jokes about our friends on this show that they don't listen to. Nobody else understands. See, this is just more incentive. Our friends should actually listen to us. But no, maybe not. Um, Now, (laughs) we're going to call... That's his name, Lissandre Lascasas. Lascasas is is the new name for the rest of this game. Um, You did ask a question. Is he related to Alder from Unova? Oh, yeah, because they both have that wild red hair. So, I mean, Mm. I don't know that there's any, like, indication other than that. But, like, that's a pretty distinctive, like, genetic trait that I wouldn't expect to be, like, that common. Because we didn't see anyone else in Unova that had hair like that. So, Or Or at the very least, they might go to the same barbershop. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, one of them might be copying the style of the other because they think it's rad. So, but I don't know. Something to keep in mind. Yes, and then potentially uh, Lissandre Lascasas is is really obsessed with beauty, um, and even Cinna is like, "Wow, that was weird." Um, yeah, so Lysander, yeah, not I guess. A good look in this, the year of our Lord twenty twenty three, my man. Like, yeah, Lysander seems like a a bit of a weirdo. A but, bit um, is definitely underselling it, but um, yes, we'll find out more about that um, yeah, as we I have go a feeling through we'll our tour of the town. Again. Yes. <laughs> yes. So next we're going to get into this. Uh, I mentioned there's a lot of stuff here, like a lot. So we'll kind of go through some of the highlights of what there is to see in Lumios um, and to what degree that we explored them. There is a, a PR video studio um, where you can get like little promo videos about yourself um, and like you look all fancy, like walking around. Um, Boo was not super into it. We did one real quick and we did like a, a like, little test run and it was interesting. But uh, did uh, Ophio have more fun with that? Um, Ophio, let's, okay, yeah, so you're out here being like, let's, let's hit the highlights here. No, I'm gonna stop and talk at length about this, because, like, do you know, okay, you must not have run into Grace, we found Grace 
at this video like studio like dressed up in this like beautiful evening gown with like a full face of makeup hair done she had like an armful of roses and we were like what are you doing here like luckily ophia was like in making her video at that point so like she didn't see her mom but i was like grace like why why are you here and apparently she's the new bachelorette derek I did not know. This is all news to me. When I, when we went in the studio, there was, like, one person there, but I didn't – it was, like, the video people that were there. Maybe it's because they were filming, like, while you guys were there. But, yeah, Grace was, oh. like – she apparently parlayed that interview with Gabby from our premiere into becoming the star of The Bachelorette for this current season. And she didn't tell us? This just feels no! so rude. She, like – Got her kids out of the house. It was like, all right, I'm ready to live, like, my best empty nest life. Which, like, honestly, respect, fair, love that for you. But, like, damn, girl. Like, you couldn't have given us a heads up. Like, oh, hey, you're in Lumio City. So am I. Like, let's have lunch. I don't know. (laughs) She's the type that she sees. She's walking past, gives a little, like, quick, like, a quick like one-handed wave and just walks faster it's just like yes. no, i, I yes. don't know or, like you. takes like a quick like 90 degree turn into an alley like to avoid conver- uh, conversation yeah oh gosh well anyway, yeah thanks so for telling us <laughs> thank you for sharing that that's so rude but you know whatever go race your rye horn somewhere else and pretend to be <laughs> pretend to be friends with us um did so you mentioned Ophio got a video. Did you end up... I think they were trying to, like, charge us some shit. I, me and Boo just walked out. I honestly don't remember because, like, the whole Grace thing threw me. Like, <laughs> look, there's a lot throwing me this season in Kalos. I don't... I don't. There was a lot more, like, drama happening behind the scenes yes. or outside of the Pokemon journey than I expected. So, like, I honestly, truly, Derek, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't, I don't remember anything past that interaction. <laughs> And now, for a quick word from our sponsors. This season on The Bachelorette, Lumio City. I can finally find my happily ever after. I'm here to find my husband. Twelve men will compete to win the love of the famous Rhyhorn writer, Grace. Along the way, we'll watch Grace find affection... This is just the sweetest thing that someone has ever done for me. And of course, we'll watch Grace find drama. I I just cannot believe that he would say that behind my back, much less to my face. This is not a game for me. Join us weekly to find out who wins Grace's roses and eventually her heart on The Bachelorette, Lumio City. Now back to our show. Now there is a hair salon as well that is incredibly expensive. Getting into that, and one of the cool things. Now this is just you know future technology. You know doing things. You can get a haircut and somehow end up with your hair longer. So that's super cool. It's called extensions, Derek. It's a salon. Oh, you get extensions. whatever it is. Well, Boo went this in to get his haircut. New technology. This is a very <laughs> normal thing. <laughs> Anyway, Boo went in to get a haircut, and then they're like, he's like basically like, oh, I just want a bu- like a buzz cut. I want to get super short. His hair is getting long. He walks out of there, and he's got like little bangs dangling down, like the worst haircut you've ever seen in your life. Like looks fucking terrible. And it was like he's like y'all just completely butchered this, and then had to go in and I guess get extensions and pay another. I think it was fifteen hundred dollars just to get it back the way it was because then it would look so bad. So he wasted three thousand dollars. On getting the same hairstyle that he had walking in because they fucked it up so bad. Oh, no. Yeah, so you could do a cut in color at this salon. Wow, okay. Clearly Derek's never been to a salon before. Um, nope. I because... gave him no guidance. I didn't know what he was trying to do. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't speak. Like, a, a experience at the salon is not going to be able to speak to, like, the degree of, of, I guess, correctness of what kind of style you're getting. 
But, like, anyone who's been to a salon can tell you that they're, like, really fucking expensive. So this is why my mom still cuts my hair at 30 years of age. And I just let it grow until I'm in Tennessee. And then I just have my mom cut it because I'm not paying that much money. And Ophio seems to have a similar opinion as me. She was like, yeah, I don't care that much. Like, I have this cool hat. So that's what matters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad someone had some guidance because that was a mess. The salon, they... I had assumed... They would give you, like, some sort of preview that they'd be like, okay, boo, this nope. is what we're thinking. No, they just took your money and were like, okay, we're going. And then was like, oh, now it's done. We don't care what you think about it. Here's – we take your money now. And then, yeah, so uh, that wasn't yeah. great. So <laughs> boo to the hair salon. There's also a Shutterbug Cafe, great name. Um, and it's just full of, like, really douchey photography people. Um Phil, the photo guy's there, who seems to sense that there's something special about both Ophio and Boo. Is just like you have something special, which immediately makes me think that like he says that to everyone is trying to steal money. So, oh yeah, definitely predatory like photographer situation happening there. But um, he does offer to photograph them throughout their Pokemon journey. So like at least you know they'll probably be making tons of money defeating trainers anyway. So. Like, if Phil decides to extort them, like, at least they'll have a presumably nice um, photo album of memories out of it. True. True. But still seems like, Phil the photo guy, we're on to you. Seem like a scammer. (laughs) But either way, um, there's also lots of office buildings, like a lot. There's uh, really just generic. Some of them, you try to get a sense of what they're doing. But um, there's, like, a roller skater that will teach trainers a trick boo did not even meet them so i did not realize there's a a skating trick there um there's people giving away quick claws quick balls timer balls all types of stuff again just people you walk into these office buildings they got like the best free samples ever in this city yes yeah timer balls are like one of the best inventions to ever come out of the pokeverse they're like the only thing that i use in my own personal pokemon adventures so let that be um, you know, we're not sponsored by the makers of timer balls, but maybe we not should yet. be. That's my no. personal, personal, um, advocacy for them though. They're great. Hey, uh, but yeah, that's all the stuff. There's a lot of the office buildings. There's the transportation office, which, um, apparently I, Boo and I were just walking and lost, but the city has a bunch of transportation options. They got go-goat shuttles, the Lumi cab and the TMV rail system, um, none of them are working because of the blackout in the city. So, you know, yeah, fuck us. So, well, so it makes sense that you guys didn't find them or, or wasn't able, weren't able to use them. But the go-goat shuttles will take you when they are operational from one side of the city to another side mm. of the city. So it's not, it's like one way or like a one route situation. Lumi cabs you can take from one point to another point. So if you want to go specifically to you know sycamore's lab or the office buildings or whatever you can pay a little bit extra and go there um and then the tmv rail system actually takes you out of town to another city that we haven't been to yet um what i have to say about the tmv rail system is that it reminds me of the national rail line in france um Mm. you know just coincidentally um which is the t it's the TGV rail system, and I don't know what that stands for. Presumably something in French, but it's so amazing because when they're like on the loudspeakers at the station, like announcing the arrival or departure of a train, it's TGV. <laughs> like that's TGV <laughs> in French, TGV. So that's just I love I love that. So I had to what a coincidence! Do a it's wild that it's wild that you know that just by chance that that was named like that. You know. I mean, it's not exactly the same. It's TMV versus TGV. So, I mean, it's, mm. it's I'm sure it's just a coincidence. <laughs> sure, for sure. 100%. Well, good to know that if we ever do come back to this maze and snow globe of a city, that we can actually <laughs> get around it without feeling like we're going crazy and getting lost and time and space are spinning on, on their heads. Good to know. Um now, there are lots of cafes. I know you had mentioned you and Ophio did a little cafe tour. There's Cafe Introversion, which is the first one. Um, and this one, or the second cafe we've talked about, but the first and kind of a list of more cafes. Um, a lot of introverts like to hang here and just be silent. This was the best place <laughs> in the entire city. Um, this was <laughs> I wonderful. I thought you might like it. I could have spent all my time here. 
I'm sorry, it's yeah, probably I... Café Introversion, I assume, is that is how it's pronounced. Uh, Introversion. In... Introversion. Know, as long as you just kind of growl it, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're all, like, in there chilling, um, not talking out loud to each other, but, like, obviously everyone's on their phones texting. So they did tell Ophio about some of the communication features in Kalos, um, including the Holocaster, um, which mm. is uh, sort of like a... FaceTime, but then also like a, um, like an uh, augmented reality type deal because it's yeah, like yeah, 3D-ish. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, I'll just talk about the cafes because I went to yeah. all of them. Um, there's also Cafe Lena. Um, Lena. <laughs> Lena. Lena. Uh, so this was actually more of like a a restaurant meal type cafe as opposed to just like coffee and croissant. Um. So, Ophio, you can pay some money to have a, a meal, um, and while you're waiting for your meal to come out or in between courses, um, other patrons will battle you in double battles, um, and mm. if you win, you get your nice meal, and then also you get tiny mushrooms as prizes. <laughs> oh, shit. So, Boo, Boo and I left immediately once they tried to charge us to walk in, and yeah. we're just like, no, nah, we're good. To. Like, we already just spent $3,000 on Boo's haircut. <laughs> we don't have money for this. <laughs> um, but if I had known the tiny mushrooms were there, we would have stuck around and I would have paid well, for it. Well, so the other patrons will still, like, pay you when you defeat them in battle. So it's, like, you know, a normal type of trainer interaction. So, like, you'll still, you'll get some money back from doing those battles. Mm. And then, yeah, you get your, your tiny mushrooms, which you could, like, also sell and make a profit off of. So, um, yeah, Ophio actually ended up making money off of this meal. Like, she got her meal paid for and then some with the tiny mushrooms. So, like, it, it was a good deal for her. All right, Boo and I have to go back. Did not know that part of it. We were just <laughs> trying to save some money there. Did not know we ended up missing out on money. I think you can only eat there once a day, maybe, because obviously they're super busy. But um, it's a pretty good gig of, like, getting experience and, and cash. So, um, nice, nice. Where else did we go? We went to Cafe Klaus, Klaus, Cafe Klaus, Klaus, not sure, um, which is full of fashionistas um, who will tell us all about the boutiques in Kalos and the different kinds of clothes that they sell. I was, like, very impressed at how knowledgeable these people were, but I guess, like, fashion is a big deal in Kalos, so um, makes sense in that um, scenario. Um, and then... Ophio is into this next one. I was not so much. Um, so there's a Furfru salon uh, in town, which is, if you don't know, Furfru is this little, like, poodle-type Pokemon. Um, not not poodle-type. This isn't the, the prior days where they were all food types, but they, they look like poodles. <laughs> um, and everybody loves them in Kalos. So, like, there's a salon for you and your hair to do a cut and color. You can also do a cut and color for your fur fru if you caught Ooh. one. And so next to that fur fru salon is Cafe Woof, um, which is just full of people with their dogs, obviously either coming from an appointment or waiting for their appointment time. So I was like, the name, I'm not the a, Cafe, Cafe, Cafe Woof. Woof. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a huge dog person. Um, so I was like, you know, there's probably hair in the coffee anyway, so uh, like I, I'll just wait outside. Um, Ophio went in and, and met some dogs, but I was like, mm, nah, I'm good Aww. here. <laughs> I'm kind of sad they don't have a cat cafe. They got a dog cafe, but not a cat one. But I yeah. really would love to be in a doggy cafe. And we really didn't make it into a lot of these. We usually like – so this was like the, the way that uh, Boo and I experienced Lumos. We like sprinted in. Like, looked around. We're like, does anyone know anything about Mega Evolutions? And people would just look at us, like, very confused. We'd be like, okay. And then we'd run back out. Um, well, there must have been – there's one place where you must have made some headway at the at the Stone Emporium. The Stone Emporium. Yeah, so we visited but didn't end up buying any. Because um, I think they had – was it Fire, Leaf, and Water Stone? Well, yeah. So they had, they had Evolutionary Stones, but then – the proprietor maybe he didn't have them out while you guys were there but he will also sell certain mega stones um oh yes 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 but the, then the he rich sets guy. the yes but then he sets the price based on like how fashionable he thinks you are so like they were prohibitively expensive because obviously Ophio is basically like a farm girl from this small town outside of you know Vanderbilt town so yeah fuck that guy he said it was a million dollars <laughs> for one yes yes 
Yep. But I think it. Sh- I think it should go down if he gets less judgmental. But um, he was not the only judgmental person in Lumio City, was he, Derek? Yeah, eat the rich. Um, there were plenty of judgmental <laughs> people there. Um, but yeah, there were there's stones there and some douchey rich people. Um, outside of cafes, I think really the only other we'll get to the judgy people in a second. There was the herb shop that I didn't want to skip that sells like herbs and medicine that we a hundred percent know that this is just a front. Like this, like one hundred percent money laundering. I don't know what type of herb. It seems too on the nose to, for it to just be like a weed shop. I'm thinking it's the hard <laughs> shit. I think there's a lot of other stuff going on there. Maybe it's a I don't know. Maybe they got a meth lab at the back. Who am I to judge? Now, moving on to boutique culture. This is an audio medium, so everyone's just going to have to imagine the face that I just made. (laughs) (laughs) So, over to uh, boutique couture, or just like, we're douchey-ass people that have douchey-ass clothes. Um, (laughs) It's a boutique in Lumio City, and literally, we try to walk in, and some, like, lady is just like, you're not fashionable enough? Get the fuck out. And literally, like, we had to leave. Like... (laughs) I was in. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was one of those deals where it's like, oh, you're funny. Thanks. Like, clearly we're new to this city. Um, maybe you're gonna like sell us something. You got nice stuff here. No, it was literally like, you're not fancy enough. Get the fuck out immediately. So, um, I think that's their slogan. They had it on a sign outside. Like, if you're not fancy, get the fuck out. Again, I thought that was a, a joke. Um, they're very serious about their slogan. So, make sure you're yeah. fancy if you go there. We didn't even try and enter, mostly. I mean, Opio looked at, um, I think you you also noticed this pair of boots that she was, like, in love with and definitely couldn't afford. So she's, like, not even trying to go in. <laughs> yeah. It was a mess. A quick break and we'll be right back with the show. Hi there, folks. Field correspondent Gabby here with the CEO of Boutique Couture. Thank you so much for meeting with me, sir. Um, it's a little awkward just sort of doing this out here on the street, but, you know, rules are rules. And if I can't enter the place of business, then I suppose we'll do it on the street then. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm not mad about that. Uh, tell our listeners what your name is, please. Hello, my name is Douche O'Toole. And I am here to enlighten the little people like yourself uh, on what a great, great company Boutique Couture is and why that you are not worthy of, of stepping inside such a monumental place in society. I'm a professional, so I won't let that get to me. Let's just, let's just move on to questions. Um... Tell us, or our listeners, um, since apparently we'll never be inside your store, what kind of clothes do you carry in your boutique? (laughs) What kind of clothes do we carry? Nothing you'll ever want to wear, obviously, because based on what you're wearing, um, fashion and you are are some sort of mortal enemy that would result in pain and suffering on your part if you ever decided to wear anything that looked anything like what we sell. Um, So I wouldn't worry about what kind of clothes we sell. You'll never walk inside um just it's it's you know we wear high fashion things we like to sew money into our clothing we like to uh make sure you can actually see the blood and tears of those who made our clothes that we underpaid to make such and then sell them for like a hundred times what they are you know we want you to be able to envision the awful atrocities that we do and then laugh in your face when you can't buy it all right gabby remember your breathing exercises This is fine. All right, moving right along then. Um, Tell us, why do you limit your patronage to only very fashionable people? Because we don't want, you know, you you like, I don't know what the, the polite way to put this is, but like you lesser humans to like come in and judge our clothing. So if we don't see someone with our like signature style, you know, that has exactly that piece of clothing, that pink sweater that we're looking for wrapped around their neck at ever so lightly with a pin attached. We know not to let you in because you'll just judge us and it's just not not worth the, the time or the effort. We don't value the the opinions of, of peasants. That's, when I walk into my office every day, you know, you have motivational posters and, and think, my says we don't value the opinion of peasants. And then also, if you're poor, get the fuck out. We just back to back, two signs. It's how I wake up every day. It's like, what would Jesus do? It's like the same type of, you know, like one of those stickers. It's the, the way to live your life. 
Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm I'm glad that we're doing this outside. Um, all right. Um, well, tell us then, how does someone become more fashionable so that they can be considered worthy of shopping here? Yeah, if you got to ask that, you're just never getting in. Um, I just think that's a go, go find something like, you know what? You can go shop at like a, I don't know, like, do they sell clothes at Pokemon centers or like, you know, just go ask. So there's people walk down the street. Maybe you can borrow some of theirs. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't, I think it's a lost cause for you. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I'm getting a little heated, so I'm just going to skip right to our last question. That patented, hard-hitting question for the folks at home. What do you say to allegations that this is just a front for the herb shop's distribution? I don't know what you're talking about. Now back to our show. Well, after all of that, there is one final place that we did end up stopping. Uh, and I'm pretty sure you and Ophio stopped there as well. And it's another cafe. So if you want to take the cafe to, to round out this, yes. like this city, I wonder if it's like a statement. You know, these big cities normally, one thing I will say is a positive. Normally when you go to a big city, it's a Starbucks that's every 12 feet. This one is just like, no, we're going to like diversify our cafes, but we're still going to have a cafe every 12 feet. I'm here to tell you, Derek, if you leave the United States, that Starbucks situation is no longer true. We're just uncultured here. <laughs> Sounds sounds valid, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so our the final cafe on our list here is Cafe Soleil. Um, Callum and Serena had actually asked us back at the lab to meet them here. Ophio at least took the scenic route because she was like, I want to see everything. And also this forced perspective situation is forcing me to look at everything. Um, but... Yes, once we finally hit enough dead ends because of the power outage, Ophia was like, all right, I guess we should go meet up with them now. Um, so we walk up into this cafe, annoyed, first of all, because we got, you know, kicked out of that boutique, but then also over-caffeinated. So there was just, like, a lot of high emotions happening. And we walk in, and we find Lissandre again, talking to this famous movie star, Diantha, whom, like, everybody knows diantha and he's like being weird again about beauty and now adding in aging because obviously she's a woman in hollywood so like as soon as she turns 25 like she's no longer valuable to the industry but like this asshole who also is not at all involved in the film industry at all caleb and serena explained that um he's the head of lysander labs which is who makes the holocaster um so, like, Callum and Serena are providing some commentary on the side while we're eavesdropping on this conversation. But, anyway, he's, like, insisting that Diantha must want to be as beautiful as she was when she was younger. Which, also, rude. Like, implying slash indirectly saying that she's no longer beautiful. Like, get the fuck out of here, Lysander. Um, and this woman looks at him like he's crazy because he is and then tells him off for not appreciating aging and perpetuating these impossible beauty standards, which, like, kudos to Antha, but also, like, I already thought that Lissandre was, like, a weirdo, and now I'm just like, ugh. Public enemy what? number one, Derek. <laughs> I just imagine that you and Lysander are going to be best friends, too. I very <laughs> much enjoy that every time you say it, you're switching back and forth between Lysander and Lissandre. And I tried I do... so hard to say Lysandre for you, but, like, it's <laughs> Lysander. <laughs> it's fine. The, the listeners will know who we're talking about. There's, there's only, yeah, there's only one giant, douchey, uh, fancy, red-haired person that is clearly yes. does not understand that we're in the year 2023. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. Lysander. He doesn't, he, he doesn't take it well that Diantha tells him off and, like, storms out of this cafe like the petulant child that he is. Y'all are besties. Uh, yeah. Um, good to see him go. Not really a fan of him. Seems like a mega douche. You've mentioned that he is. Um, but Diantha seems nice. She kind of just comes yeah. and introduces herself. Which was like, I mean, that's basically like Laura Dern, like running into her in a coffee shop and then her being, one, watching her have this argument with someone being like, oh, don't you just wish you looked like you were 
when you were in Jurassic Park and Laura Dern being like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I'm stunning. Get the fuck out of here. And then, like, having this whole charged conversation and then, like, being nice enough to walk over to some randos and be like, oh, hi, by the way, I'm Laura Dern. Like, it's super nice to meet you. Um, And we were, like, clearly eavesdropping. So, like, I don't know. Maybe Diantha just was, like, like, head, head nod, wink, like, this is bullshit, but, like, I'm still a professional and I'm going to be a nice person about it. I don't know. But I was, like, clearly not having it. Feels like Lysander's one of those people that everyone knows just, like, shut their ears when he comes around and just not actually listen to anything he's saying. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. You want to call Sycamore Elon Musk? This guy is clearly (laughs) the Elon Musk of this situation. Yes. Does he have, like, any failing companies, though? I think that, uh... He's got Lysander Labs. I mean, I'm sure we'll figure out if they're, like, failing or not. But, I mean, that's the... Tesla, I guess. It's surviving the... in spite of him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal, to see which one of them. Yeah, I guess, you know what? Because, yeah, at least Sycamore seems nice. So, we'll, uh... Yeah, he's just, the... he's a himbo. A little bit, little yeah. bit of dummy, and that's fine. We love He's we, like we a human golden retriever. Just there. Yeah. Just, okay. I got yeah. you there. So that is going to take us through Lumios. There's a lot going on there, and and that's going to pull this episode to a close. I think a city that large and obnoxious in... Expansive. Expansive. There we go. I'm always bad at words. That See, that's what I meant. Um, that's good. That'll be enough of that. Um, but in next episode, we're going to be kind of going into Route 5, getting into Campfire Town, um, <laughs> and moving on into the Chabonneau Castle... I think I said that right, right? Chabonneau? Or is it Chabonneau? Yeah. I think Chabonneau, yeah. Okay. I just like throwing the nasaliness on random words at this point to make it sound like I could pronounce things. Um, wait a minute. Hey, Bef- better what's than his- me. <laughs> yeah. So, Lysander, what if I go, Lysander. Lysander. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's- See? Look at this. I'm basically Perfect. a linguist. Yes. <laughs> That's gonna come- yes. That's going to bring us to a close <laughs> for this week's episode. Like I said, next time we're going to get into Campfire Town and Shabano Castle. But for now, it has been Pokemon Radio with your host Derek and Sessie on Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Sessie, hit him with the social media. If you are on Instagram and Twitter, so are we. So you can find us at Pokemon Radio Pod. If you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review there. Um, and then no matter where you listen to the show, please subscribe or follow on whatever platform that might be. This show is made possible by support for your Goldrod Public Radio subscription from listeners like you. Bye, 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 bye,